I'm Erin. And I'm Allie. I can neither confirm nor deny that I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. And I'm as tall as a small tree. And we hate everything. Hello. Oh, hi, hello. Allie Elizabeth Chan. Yes. So good to be here with you. Right? Once again. Once again. In this den of witchery. And iniquity. And iniquity. And witchery. Spoopy. Spoopy. Wait. Spoopy season's over. We're so confused. We're always spoopy because we're always witches. You know why we're feeling extra spoopy tonight, though? Why? Because this wine is orange. It is. Guys, guys, you've heard of rosé? Yeah. Have you heard of orange wine? I brought an orange wine. It's I mean, from... the answer is yes, but I think you wanted it to be no. I'm going to say, what? Wait, no. no. Talking to the dear listeners, not oh, you. You okay. told me about okay. orange wine. Okay, so this... Dear listeners. Dear listeners, we are drinking orange wine. What is orange wine? It's a red grape, but the juice looks orange, except this is a Pinot Grigio orange wine. It's a white wine. grape. <laughs> it's a white grape, whatever. They told me it was they red. They the skin on longer. They were lying to you. That guy literally lied he to you. He printed me... Okay, guys. So this is what happened when I went to go get the orange wine. The prequel to this is that Aaron and I had a half-conscious conversation about who was going to buy the wine. <laughs> In our heads, it was each other. Spoilers. It's my turn to buy the wine. So I'm running. I'm not, like, running. I'm, like, going to Vinovore. To Vinovore, which is open, in theory, until, like, 9.30. It's 8. They're closed. I was like, what's Why? happening? Right. So they're gone. Rude. I was like, no. So I go to that gentrification bodega place mm-hmm. that I talked about, the $6 guacamole, and... I was like, what do you have? What do you have? I'm like, what are we looking for? And it said they had orange wine. I was like, ooh, can I try it? And he's like, yeah, everybody's drinking orange wine, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Like, explained a little bit about it to me. And I was like, can you tell me about this wine? And he was like, oh, I don't really know enough about it. Hold on. And then goes onto the computer and then prints out, like, a PowerPoint presentation packet on this wine. It's a Slovakian wine. It's called Kabai. The Kabai Homestead, blah, 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 blah. But I have this whole wine sheet. It's like creamy and it's like nice and crisp without being so citrusy. It's nice and mellow. I love it so much. I'm going to start drinking orange wine. Well, this is all very exciting. Um, what is especially exciting to me mm-hmm. is that he printed out this packet in color. In color. In color. It Guys, so cute. This is not a black and white packet. It has color photos of like... The winemaker smelling some grapes. The Baltic Sea. A tractor. It's all there. It's all there. It's, it's got all everything there. you could ever want. You know, this wine uh-huh. is definitely an alley wine. Mm-hmm. It's a little creamy. Yeah. You know why it's creamy. Malolactic fermentation? Yeah, it says it right here. It says malolactic <laughs> fermentation, which is my favorite, favorite phrase. Not even that I love the results so much. As right. I just you don't love, like creamy wine. I do kind of sometimes, but you know what I really love? What? I love that lactose tastes like cream, yeah. whether there's dairy in it or not. The yes. chemical lactose makes something taste creamy or buttery or milky. And that is just amazing to me. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And yet... Isn't science fun? Science is great. Science is so great. So shout out to our new friend Reza. Reza, what up, Reza? You're British and cool. And he was like, 
see now you now you shouldn't hate us you shouldn't hate us i was like i'm not gonna hate you guys because i told him what the podcast was about i was like i'm not gonna hate you guys and then i realized that i like totally totally railed against them for gentrifying this neighborhood and selling six dollar guacamole guacamole, yeah yeah which again i still am confused about whether six dollars is a lot of money or not a lot of money for guacamole oh it is still very for a little little baby boop of guacamole yeah you're really dragging Reza right now. I'm not dragging Reza. It's not his shop. Well, the wine is supposed to cost $25, it says in this packet, but it didn't. It cost me 17 Okay, so there we go. We're making And I got us Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm looking forward to eating that at 1.30 in the morning after five more drinks. Yay! Woo! We're going to rock show after this, guys. Woo! Woo! Boom! Pew, 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 pew. Morning DJs. Morning DJs with Aaron and Allie drinking wine and gardening in the morning. Gardening in the morning. DJs in the morning. Morning DJs. Good morning. <laughs> Cheers. Oh god, that wasn't a good sound. Oh, that was amazing. Okay. okay Are we still, hold on. Wait, you have green stuff from your freezer pasta? Yeah, but they can't see that. I know they can't, but I want you to know. Okay. You, you, you ought to know. Thank you so much. <laughs> Allie, mm. what do you hate? As advertised in the previous episode, I hate oysters. What? You're going to talk about oysters? I will. Now? Don't at me. Yes. Yes, I will talk about oysters now. Oh, God. I'm going to follow up on it. Okay. On that shit. Why? Y'all, oysters at their best taste like you just wiped out in the ocean, like you're a child and the ocean caught you by surprise and you woke up with a mouthful of seawater. They are made palatable by hot sauce. <gasps> Clarify, they, they are made palatable by hot sauce. So the goal of oysters, from my perception, is that like you don't taste the oyster and everyone wants them to be fresh or whatever. So you want to taste the ocean. They are slippery. They taste like boogers. The... The different variations of oyster are basically just different variations of ocean you want to put in your mouth because they all taste like damn seawater. They're expensive for no reason. Actually, they are expensive for a reason. I don't know why we consume them because they are trash. They are trash. I don't know why people like oysters. They are not up for my taste. I'm just saying a lot of people hype about dollar oysters or whatever. I am not here for oysters. Now, as advertised in the previous episode, I hate oysters. And I said that, to which Aaron was like, this might be a contentious hate. So I figured I'd bring it up because it might yield an interesting conversation. So, Aaron, what is your counterpoint? I literally just bit through my lips, trying <laughs> not to speak, trying to hear you. What is the appeal of oysters? And listen to you and let you say your Please piece. Please explain oysters to me. Um, oysters are amazing. Why? Because they are for, it's so funny because it's for all the reasons that you hate them. They taste like the ocean. That's <laughs> so cool. If I wanted to taste the ocean, I'd go swim in the ocean. I'd gargle with salt water. It's not the same. Oysters are delicious. Have you ever had a Kumamoto? No. Okay. 
Does well, it taste like the ocean? Maybe you've never really had an oyster. Oysters have so many different flavors. Some are like salty and briny. Some are like sweet and small. And some are a, a dollar. And probably you shouldn't eat those. But the other ones are really, really good. And yes, I get it. Oysters are expensive. But that's, they're expensive. Do they taste like different flavors of ocean? Yes. Different flavors, different oceans. Actually, many of them have taste like different flavors, but they come from the same ocean. Do you know what's so cool about oysters? What? They clean the water. They're one of the only seafoods that's actually sustainable. That's why they taste like trash? They clean the water. they have all the trash well, inside yeah. them? Yes. <laughs> they clean the water. They actually, most oysters, they actually, like, put them in these bags, and they grow bigger out in the open ocean, and they, they get all, they, um, they, they turn in the waves, and so they get all muscly, and that's why they, that's how they get them to be all, like, meaty and big, and then they put them in, like, shallower waters so they can, like, chill out and, like, have a nice little life, and it's so great. I love oysters so much. They're disgusting. They're self-cleaning. They clean, they're good for the environment. They're good for the ocean. Do you know how much people love oysters? A lot. A lot. People in where you are from. I know. In your homelands. They ate all of the oysters that existed in the, all of the bays when they got there. And then there were, there were like islands made out of oyster shells. That's how much people fucking love oysters. Oysters are amazing. They're gross. They're amazing. I'm not here for them. I would rather wipe out in the ocean because that means that I'm swimming and having fun, and I am not $30 poorer. A single oyster does not cost $30. A single oyster costs two, three, maybe three fifty. They're also just fancy for fanciness sake. It's like, there's nice no one. reason. There's no reason also, to, like, spend money no, on no. an oyster. No, no. Um... First of all, it is totally valid to be fancy for fancy's sake. Secondly, I fucking love oysters. And I think they are legitimately delicious. And they have such cool names. There's oysters called, like, the Naked Cowboy. It's like, what? That's a name of a thing? It's a name of a thing. It's so cool. I like I our cabbage. That's called a thing. That's our, that's our orange one. Um, oysters are... Many things have a name. Yes, but oysters have fun names, much like wine. Actually, oysters are very similar to wine. They're the wine of the sea. They take on the terroir, nah. which is not really terroir because terroir means land, but it's like the what the mer, la mer. They so take on la I mer. am I am right that they just taste like different flavors of ocean. Yes, in the same way that wine tastes like different flavors of dirt. But wine is delicious. So are oysters. No, they are not. No, you are wrong. <laughs> I love oysters so That's like people telling me there's, much. like, a really good Bloody Mary at this one spot. It's like, great, I'm never going to drink it because I don't want to oh, put a straw gosh. in cocktail Also, sauce. wait, I just want to also call out, like, who are your friends that are dousing their oysters in hot sauce because they are trash. Your friends oh, are trash. This person who hears this, um, I met a guy, friend of a friend, a couple of years ago. He was like, oh, you haven't had oysters? I was like, no. Anything in a shell disgusts me. Texture. He was like, let's get oysters. And then I did. I was like, this is trash. He's like, there is some hot sauce. Put it on it. Put some horseradish. Just, like, get it in. I was like, all right. So we had some oysters, and then he ordered, like, a ton of appetizers, and then made your girl split the check. Oh, this is, now we're really getting there. 
Now we're really getting that to the was my oyster experience. Now we're unpacking your past trauma. Oysters, yeah, my oyster trauma, your oyster trauma. Now I understand. It's not the oysters' fault, Allie. It is. They it's taste like not trash. Their fault. Because I was having a fun time, and I was like, "This is bad food," but it's a cool experience. Nah, son. Oh, man, see, I, I. If you want to show me a good oyster and prove me wrong, have at it. I have two ways that I will that I will go about this. The first way is, I mean, there is such a thing as a charbroiled oyster. Like, if you're ever in New Orleans, which is the most amazing thing in the world, it's like, I feel like butter and garlic and lemon and they parmesan. Like, they're so fucking good. Okay, you would absolutely all love right. that. Right, There's right. no, I can't Next imagine. Time we're in New Orleans. Yes. Um. The other thing is, I think you might like, because you have a refined palate. I do. Allie. It's not like I'm just You're full not trash a full raccoon. trash raccoon. Yeah. I think that if the, the right move would be to order, like, go to a really nice seafood place and order, like, a couple different oysters. Like, you can get, like, you know, we could do, like, four different ones or, like, six That's different ones. That's what I got ones. when I was with this guy. And they were, you like, hated all fresh, all of them, and they were, like, from a nice place. And you hated all of them. Yeah, they How all taste like this? low tide. Oh, no. Some taste like high tide, Allie. And that's better? I don't want to taste any Tide. I want to taste all of the Tides. No. Yes. But the best way to eat an oyster is, is, well, if I have a bunch of the same oyster, I'll eat them all differently. So one, I'll put just, uh, one I'll eat with nothing on it. One, I'll put a squirt of lemon. One, I'll put uh, a little onion mignonette. I love a mignonette. One, I'll put (laughs) a squirt of lemon and a dash, just a tiny dash of horseradish. And all of those ways are really quite delicious. I'm not here for any of them. Um, I am like, because the like I'm method just of having eating a hard time oyster, wrapping my brain. They were like, it. "Oh, just let it slide down your throat. Pretend it's not happening." I what? was like, "That that defeats the purpose of food." No, don't do that. Either way, That's I only gross. saw this guy for two dates. He was wrong about oysters. The end. Well, it's a good thing that. You and I didn't go out for oysters on our first date. Yeah. We went to Cha-Cha-Cha. Do you remember? We did go to Cha-Cha-Cha. We were looking for apartments, and then that place is gone now. We got chilaquiles. We got chilaquiles. Yeah. We lo- at least, you know, we at least we can bond over chilaquiles. We love a chilaquile. At least we have chilaquiles, Allie. We'll always have chilaquiles. Ugh, I'm just so bummed that you don't like oysters. I hate them to be Like, I wish I could convince it. you, but frankly, if you've tried good oysters from a good place and you tried a bunch of different kinds, I don't know what else I can do for There's you. There's nothing else, really. I just <sighs> um, don't see the hype. I'm not here for it. They're good for the environment. I know, but I, so they should be alive and being good for the environment, not in my belly. But it's better for the environment if they're profitable, you know, because yeah. capitalism and evil. I know. You're the one who brought up the evils of capitalism this episode. Look at you. It was me this time. It was you. It was me. Check it out. I did it. <laughs> sup, girl. Sup, sup, sup. So what do you hate? Um, I hate the LA housing market. Ooh. Ooh. I know all of you who are listening are like, wait a minute, what? 
the housing market. Are Aaron and Allie buying a house together? Wrong. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're not. We're not. Um, but I am starting to dip my toes, more than one toe this time. Oh, more than one toe. Yes, because one toe like has already toes? been in the water. But yeah, now we're looking at maybe like three or four toes. Like a whole foot? Like one foot except like the pinky still sticking out. Oh, it would be easier to lift your big toe. It would be easier, but when have I ever done anything because it was easy? <laughs> um, no, but Erin has a boyfriend. I don't know if you guys know that she has a boyfriend. Oh my god, I, I have a boyfriend? Did you guys know that I have a boyfriend? They're in love. It's so weird. We're like in love, and we love to talk about it so much. I love talking about how in love so I am. So you're looking at a house with well, not me. looking at a lot of houses. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we'll end up with one or two. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Um, who knows? Um... And it's just, like, it's fine because I knew when we started looking, like, what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, once you start looking, you're just like, ah. First of all, it's a total time suck because mm-hmm. L.A. is a big place. And we're not looking in, like, one tiny specific neighborhood. We're looking in, like, all of East Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but we have some like weird specifications, not so weird. Mainly we don't want to get cancer. So we have to be more than a thousand feet from a freeway. That's a good thought. Yeah. Right now we're currently 400 feet street. from the freeway. So, um, if we stay here much longer, we're going to grow a third arm or we're going to have become as giant as those lemons in our yard. I was about to be like, I think that's why our lemons are that's weird. That's why our lemons are the size of basketballs. They are literally <laughs> basketball sized lemons. People come by and they're like, those are grapefruits or pomelos, right? And we're like, no, no dude, they're lemons. They're fucking lemons. Anyway, we don't want that to happen to ourselves or our to our potential future. We shouldn't have small lemon people. lungs. Our other criteria, like, are not that weird. It's just, like, the, it's just so time-consuming to, like, look up the places that are between this much money and this much money. And then, like, figure out, like, it, God. It's almost, it's honestly. It's a huge deal. Yeah, and it's honestly that we have such a wide range of things that we would be okay with. Like, we're like, oh, well, if we find the right place, then, like, we could spend up to the top of our budget if it's, like, a perfect, beautiful, wonderful home that we want to live in for the next five to seven years. Great. Um, However, we're also very open to, like, spending, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars less and getting a place that's like shitty and a fixer and maybe it's a duplex and maybe we throw a bunch of money and we fix it up and then it's an investment property and then like maybe someday we move out of it and maybe it's a sooner day than the most beautiful wonderful house in the world right right and of course underlying all of this is the basic truth that we cannot afford the most perfect wonderful beautiful house that we've ever wanted because yeah. it's Los Angeles the most average mediocre like i'm just going to shit this thing out house in Los Angeles if you guys want to know is like a half a million dollars oh more it's more than that the most average shitty house the most average shitty well uh, well 500,000 in like a weird neighborhood 500,000 is the like Basically, the bottom of the market, right? In Los Angeles, you can buy a house. You it's can not buy a, be a house. Nice house, or or it's going to be like deep in the valley. Um, it's just crazy, and like <sighs> houses where I grew up are selling for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and people are complaining that that's expensive. Where I grew up, five hundred thousand dollars would buy you a mansion. Yeah, a mansion. So just. 
for comparison's sake, that's what we're looking at. And it's so funny because Rob actually went and saw a place, just was walking by an open house in our neighborhood. And this house was two bedrooms, one bathroom, gorgeous, beautifully renovated, amazing yeah. views, right in the heart of Silver Lake, very near a park and a preschool. $1.3 million for a two-bedroom, one-bathroom one house. $1.3 million. Oh, my God. What is this place? I don't so know. So I'm just, I'm very overwhelmed by choice, which means I'm spending about 80% of my free time just on Redfin, just all the time, just on Redfin, just looking at houses, just looking and looking and looking and looking. And I'm seeing the same houses over and over, but, like, I can't remember that I've seen them before. I'm, like, yeah. I'm trying to come up with a process. And then I have to run every one of them through, like, the L.A. Times freeway checker to see if I'll get cancer from living there because there's no way to filter that on Redfin. Hey, Redfin, if you're listening, how about adding a filter for your searches more than a mile from a freeway? Great. Thank you so much. Not, I hate them. It's just a lot, and what it, what it's coming, what's what I'm beginning to realize is that it's basically going to be like a part time job, and I ke- I'm the one that keeps telling Rob like, well, we need to get serious, like we need to get serious about this house thing. We need to really look at some places. Yeah, and he's just kind of like. And now, you know, now, like, he's on board. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. We should get serious. And then I start looking, and I'm just like, oh, God, this means we have to go to open houses, like, all day Saturday and Sunday. Oh, God, this means I need to set up appointments. Like, looking at them on the Internet where they're pretend houses is one thing. Mm -hmm. Trying to, like, go through, like, oh, here's the 30 pretend houses I liked from this search. Let me set up an appointment and go look at all of them. Let me make a schedule and get them all in, like, a reasonable route. We've got a lot of other shit to do. I've got a lot of other shit to do. You have entire lives to lead and jobs to go to and, like, screenplays to write. And, like, we're trying to make a movie right now and, like, shit. You're doing all of the things. And the thought of moving... It's also very daunting. Oh, yeah, no. Moving in, in itself, but moving, more moving to a new place, like that's a house, when Rob and I have both lived in, you know, shared homes or apartments. Yeah. We don't have, like, furniture. Yeah. We've each got a bedroom, and he's got, like, what I would consider, like, half a living room, but I hate most of it, so I don't want it to come. So, what... Would we? It would just. It's just the whole thing is going to be such an undertaking. Yeah. Also, buying a house is a lot different than renting an apartment. That's. I mean, you hear about a thirty-year mortgage, so mm-hmm. you're thinking like, I'm going to be in this spot until like what? My children are grown. That's weird. And that, but like, of course, everybody could sell it, you know, rent it, whatever. But it's a lot more serious of an undertaking than renting. It totally is. And you know what I'm realizing as we're having this conversation is that I've been kind of like on my boyfriend recently because I'm hashtag basic, I guess, about like, well, we're not getting any younger. If we want to start doing these adult grown-up things, we got to start doing them. But then when it comes to the actual pro- – and I, so I'm the one that's like – we got to do this shit. Hurry it up. Hurry it up. Hurry it up. But then when I start to think about like, well, do I feel like planning a wedding? Absolutely not. And now it's like, was the fantasy of like going on Redfin and buy, like looking at houses amazing? Yes. Is the actuality of like what it's going to take to buy a house and knowing that we're going to get rejected and our hearts are going to be broken probably five times before we get one. That sounds terrible. But like having a baby, you got to start the process. Right. But, um, 
I know like four people who started the process and then got pregnant within a month. So I'm like starting the process. Are we process talking within the house metaphor or within the baby metaphor? mean, oh, I'm talking about actual babies. Oh, okay, cool. I was still talking so about houses. So I'm talking about the baby metaphor. Got it. But my point is. <laughs> also, if, shout out to my niece, Catherine, who got to be alive on the first try. Ew. Ew. But like, what if. <laughs> <laughs> we start the process with houses, and then we fall in love with a house, and then we have to go do through the whole thing, and it's going to be... Oh. And you have a house, and that's what you want, isn't I it? I do want a house. I'd like for us to have a podcast room instead of a small corner underneath my keyboard. Do we get our own room? I'm really tr- angling hard for it. Does the office get to be converted into the Allie and Aaron room? So, look, it depends on how many bedrooms this house has uh-huh. and whether it has a detached studio space. If it has a detached studio space like or a garage, garage like where Mark and Aaron? that could be converted, then I have already claimed that. And, like, Rob is not 100% on board, but I am. He's like, where am I going to park my Tesla? And I'm like, I don't care. Figure it out. Put a cover on it. Put, Put a your cover life. on it. Well, it's because it has to be plugged in. Anyway... Who cares? I want the studio for the podcasting, yeah. and I think that could definitely happen. Now, the other thing is, if we get a three-bedroom house, I've got a lot of leverage, because I can say, Rob, you can have one of the bedrooms for your own office, and it won't even be a dual-use space, and, like, it'll be your own designated office, so give me the studio space. Or And then, like, literally the moment you get pregnant, you're going to be like, bye, this is the nursery. What? Second Rob. What are you talking about? What? Stop what? it, Allie. What? What? I would never do such a thing. Who would ever? I would never. No one would ever. No one would ever do that, Robert. No one would ever do that. Um, I guess it is exciting. Yeah. But it's also scary in the way that all big life change is scary. And it's a big commitment. And like, you know, what if we buy a place and it turns out that it has termites or it has... Um, it starts falling down a mountain. I don't know. These are things that could happen when you own a house. Yeah, it is. In Los Angeles. What if there's a mudslide? Yep. So. Don't buy a house on a hill. I also hate gentrification, but I am gentrification, but there's nowhere else to go that's not gentrification. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're... You're supposed to patronize local mom and pop shops. You're supposed to be a part of the community. Um, not, you know, bring in a Whole Foods, like, go to their grocery stores. That yeah, sort but, of stuff. Yeah, but what if they don't have, what, like, organic produce at their Then drive. Stores? Then drive. But, like, what you, when you want, like, your tortilla chips and you, like, want, like, just convenience store stuff, you go to their stuff. I organize their laundromats. Like, there's a lot of other stuff. Like, go get pupusas there. Oh, I'm going to have laundry in my house. But I hear what you're saying. However, the the mere fact that we are looking at houses in those neighborhoods and then that we are going to buy them for lots of money and potentially fix it up and then sell it again at some point in the future, like, is gentrification. Oh, it 100% is. But... It's but Los in the meantime, Angeles, you, the so person, what are you supposed to do? Can participate in the community in a nice way that makes you feel less weird. Well, that does sound nice. You know, I can do that. You can. Ah, I hate the LA housing market. Yeah, it sucks. Ali Chen, pause for the cause. Oh, you have an eyelash. Oh, I think I also got um. My hair and my wine. Make a wine and my hair. Your hair was wet when I touched it. Okay. Yeah. Continue with my theme song. 
is the best thing ever to happen to this podcast. Yeah! Allie. Oh, high praise. What do you love? Girl. Yes. I love a good witch hunt. A witch hunt? A witch hunt. And by Ooh. a witch hunt, I am not hearkening back to the days of yore in Salem. No, I'm talking about a bunch of witches going after some old white men in power that shouldn't fucking be there. Yes, the witches are Ooh. hunting you, bitches. Witches, the are, witches hunting are hunting you. you. I am just loving watching these old white men fall, being uh, propped up by the fable of their own excellence, and it is just crumbling beneath them. It has been so satisfying. I am living for these non-apologies and these people revealing the truth that they are actually just trash monsters that we have been saying for literally years, and now people are believing us, and we are feeling power on mass, and we are just burning it all to the ground, oh, bitches. Yes, it feels it's so good. It's not even in Hollywood only. It's in publishing. It's in politics. We are coming up. We are coming for you. If you feel nervous, great. Please find yourself a nice-ass, nice motherfucking cardboard box. Pack all of your belongings. Get out of your office. You are being replaced by a woman who has been doing your job for more years for less money. She is overtaking you. We are taking over the world. The witches are coming. It's like that bit in Hocus Pocus where Sarah Jessica Parker is just like singing her song and everybody goes, y'all are going. We're burning it to the ground. Stop, drop, and roll all you want. We're burning it. <laughs> We're burning it. Woo. You could try encircling yourself with a ring of salt. Mm. Try, but I saw Goody Proctor <laughs> with the devil. I tagged him on Instagram. I wrote a think piece about it. Yeah, I did a Twitter feed. Oh, it's good. It's it just good, it y'all. feels. It feels nice. It feels like chicken soup for the soul. It is just a nice balm for having to deal with all of the sexual harassment. Just being a human, walking a quick check. It feels nice, guys. I don't know if you know this about being a woman, but I know how to knit. As do many women. I know how to knit. I learned when I was uh, 18. Why did I learn when I was 18? I don't know. Probably because that's when I started commuting to New York late at night by myself as an 18-year-old girl. And it's cool to have a weapon on me like a knitting needle. Ooh. That is um, innocuous enough to be a knitting needle and not a weapon. Um, so let, let's just like let that sink in. And my parents were, hey, okay with it. Because your girl had to make some money and we are poor. So please know that my parents like went to sleep at night and weren't really asleep. They were like, bye, go have fun in the city. And then just like stayed half awake dreaming of my murder until they until they heard the door open and close. And they were like, oh, yes, she's home. And then slept. Also, I realized that like as soon as you become a parent, you're never 100 percent asleep. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> you never really say, like, I know we're grown, but, like, I also know that our parents are, like, always half awake in case the phone rings, in case we're... They always emergency. answer. They are, and they will always answer within, like, two rings. They're like, bip, I'm here. What? 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 What's what? happening? What? What's what? happening? What? What's going on? Yeah. As soon as you are a parent, you're not sleeping ever again. I bet. As soon <laughs> you as know you what are, I mean? You know what? I bet I know a parent who's never sleeping ever again. His name's Louie. <laughs> <laughs> 
You have two daughters, bitch. You have two entire daughters. Two whole daughters that who are going to grow up. access to Google. They're they can grow Google up. your ass. Oh, man. I do they feel can. bad for them, that though. That sucks. Poor babies. Yeah. They're just little babies. I hope their mom is cool. I hope so, too. Jesus H. Christ. They gotta at least have mm. something going for them. Mm. I'm not even um, gonna say anything about Woody Allen's kids. I mean, they doing just fine. Ronan Farrow's Ronan great. is amazing. Ronan's Love you, great. Ronan. You're the best. Um, I, too, have been feeling a great sense of satisfaction. Just a lot of joy. Well, I, I love watching the world joy. burn. I mean, on some levels, I don't like watching the world burn. And on other levels, I love it. Well, like, I remember getting a text message from uh, Leah, who I've talked about on the podcast before. Leah. Leah. Um, Leah texted me because I had told her years ago about Louis C.K. And oh, she yeah. texted me that morning and was like, it's happening. Louis C.K. is going down. And I'm like, yes, finally. Because, guys, we all knew. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Everybody knew about Weinstein. Everyone knew about Bill Cosby. Everyone knows about Woody Allen. Everyone. And you know what? We all know about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. When that shit comes down, it's we're all, we all already know. Like, dude is... Being... If it was going to come down, it would have come down. He's going down for treason if he's going well, down for yeah, anything. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't think it's going to come down on him. I'm just saying it's another example of somebody that we all know. We all know. Everybody's like fake surprised because the theatrics of it are is amazing. The performative theatrics mm. that like we're shocked that this happens. Oh my god, I love. Nice. My favorite thing is okay. So um, shocked and horrified. Oh god. Also, everybody coming out of the woodwork and just being like, he's so good. Like we should just believe the best in him. And like he tried to apologize. Aren't we he scraping? Did a shitty job at it. We're but- scraping at the bare minimum. Like shouldn't we give him credit for scraping with like the his like ass fucking non apology? He's making an effort. He issued a statement. He admitted that it's true. He's doing less than the bare minimum. Oh, my God. It's like just like admitting that it's true when there are mountains of evidence is the bare minimum. But you know what? But you know what? This is the thing. That is more than the minimum because we look at fucking Roy Moore, who who I just like the best source reporting. Yep. 30 different sources. Yep. 30 different sources. They've been working Personal on this story accounts. for months. They tracked these women down. These women did not come forward. These women did not call a reporter wanting to talk. The reporters heard about this story and they fucking tracked it down because, God damn it, journalists love you all. Maybe not all of you, but most of you. Most of you um, are doing great. I'm doing a great Good job, sweetie. freaking job. And yet, despite all of that, he's still won't even admit that he did it mm-hmm. except it's like that non-admission admission where he's like oh no i didn't do that to a 14 year old but like maybe i did date teenagers maybe i don't know maybe dude we all knew you were hanging out at the mall and that is so weird it's so weird what 30 year old is hanging out at the mall if my 35-year-old boyfriend was hanging out at high school football games and trolling for teenage girls at the mall, well, I mean, he probably wouldn't be my boyfriend he for wouldn't. one. This is this is an this is a question that answers itself. It's true. That's true. The call is coming from inside the house. Yep. Also, like no one guys, oh god, if you're a teenager listening to this, the 30-year-old that's cool, quote cool, Mm-mm. and buys you alcohol and gets Mm-mm. you cigarettes and gets you weed. 
they're not cool. They're predators. You're not mature for your age. They're predators. They're Ugh. not immature for your age and you're mature for your age. So you're both like equally 25. No, they're predators. Do you remember that though? Like being in high school and there was always a girl that was dating a guy that was like over Who, 25. Like, a 24 year old to prom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like obviously there is there is a range where like it gets creepier and creepier and weirder and weirder the older the the yeah. other party is. Yeah. But like I just like I remember dating a 19-year-old when I was 17 and that was creepy and weird because he was in college and I was in high school. And like, I dated a 24-year-old when I was 18 and he was like I can't bring you to a bar. I don't know what to do. Don't. The answer is don't. Yeah, if you're having that issue about, like, how do I spend time with this person, And look, yo, I'm not saying the 19-year-old I dated was creepy. In fact, the opposite. I was 17 thinking, like, why is this weird? Everything's so normal. And he was like, I just can't do this. And I was like, but why? And then when I was 19 and one of my friends was dating a high school girl and we all gave him shit about it literally 95% of the day. I understood. I remember that. My friend dated, like, a freshman in high school when he was a freshman in college. Oh, no. Nope. Stop it. That's a baby. Nope. 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 It's really hard to be a teenage girl, though, because when you're a teenage girl, you just think that you think that you're special and they're paying attention to you because you're special and, like, it's all... Because you're special. Opposite. No (laughs) one paid attention to me. So when someone paid attention to me, I was like, ah, yes, you exist. Hi. Yeah, well, Jesus Christ, the world is a terrible place to be It is a really a... bad place. And we all know that, like, the people coming to these people def- just people's defense, like, just want a reason to vote Republican and not feel icky about it. And they want a reason to, like, still watch Louis C.K. comedy specials and not feel icky about yes, it. Yes, that's what's happening. It's a lot of self-interest. It's a lot of self-interest, and it's a lot of people just trying to rationalize their own choices mm-hmm. and rationalize their own reactions to things. Like, people who are like, oh, but I think Louis C.K. is funny. Does that mean I'm a terrible person? He's funny. He's funny. Sure. He's good at that. That's what he's good at. He's yeah. also a shitbag. So he's like, probably like a cool dad too. Like nobody cares. He's just like a sex monster shitbag. The end. Also, I think what and what I hope is that we are coming upon an era where there is more room for nuance. And I know you don't hope this because this is your worst nightmare. What? But nobody is all good or all bad. People are good and bad. That's not my worst nightmare. Well, you've in. In previous sessions, you've had, you've, you've expressed... Oh, child molesters are all the way bad. Well, yes. Child molesters are all the way bad. I'm trying to think of people who I polarize is all. (laughs) Child molesters, serial killers, all the way bad. All the way bad. But you know what? Brene Brown would say they're doing the best they can. Now, the best they can... No one gets a cookie for that shit. No. Sorry. But I'm just saying, the best they can may be dangerous to society, and maybe they should be locked away forever, but they are doing the best they can. Oh, God. I don't think I believe that. I, I said either. it. It came out of my mouth, and then I thought about Roy Moore and his disgusting, gross, terrible face, and I realized I don't believe it. You he's know what is so ironic, though? He's doing ironic, the best though. he can for his own self-interest. That's the thing. When Absolutely. Your ego, when your ego complicates all this shit, you're not doing the best you can. Literally, you're doing the best you can for your own self-interest without compromising what you truly want. Yep. And it's so ironic to me that someone who, like, is so just 
lashes himself to the Bible, mm. puts up the Ten Commandments. Why and, you got to drag Jesus through this? Like, Jesus didn't tell you to do this. Jesus Stop would not it. be here for that. Jesus is not oh my here God. for that. I heard you. I heard you coming through with that Mary was a teenager oh and God. Joseph made it work. We Bitch, heard do you, you know what a parable is? What kind of shitty Sunday school did you go to? Did you not hear about a fucking parable? It's a parable. And they don't believe that. They believe the Bible is literal. I know, and the world is six thousand years old, and there's no convincing some people when, like, and there's no such when you thing when you hear that dinosaurs like, and yeah. global warming is a hoax. And... As soon as you bring into like. Well, it's in God's best interest if you believe this. They're like, oh, yeah, 100%. They'll, like, go in that direction. If, like, you fear-monger them into going in that direction, mazel tov. But, oh, yeah. Don't drag Mary and Joseph into this. If you are a true Christian, don't drag them into this. They they are also, long gone and dead. Also. Their rules don't apply to also, you. Also, congratulations. That was a very different time in human evolution. Yeah, when people lived to, like, 35. Uh-huh. So, like, Mary yeah. was 40, basically. Mary, yeah. At 14, she was basically 40. So, you know. But, the, oh, but then again, if you more. believe the Bible, then maybe they lived till they were, like, 900. So, who knows? Yeah, everyone's immortal. Like, Jesus touched you, and, like, you live forever. Here's the thing. I don't like any kind of historical comparison of women's ages. Because, yep. historically, women were, A, property, mm-hmm. and, B, childbearers. Yeah. Those were their purposes. Were to work for you and bear your children. So, they were livestock? So, women were livestock. And as soon as they could physically bear children, they should. Yeah. I don't Repeatedly. think that anybody on, I don't think that any, any Christian even on earth today believes that their 11 year old who just got her first period should immediately start bearing children. Yep. Uh, scientifically, medically, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. It's also morally reprehensible. So, I want to just, like, throw all this shit out. Throw it out. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet were 14. Because that's what age people got married then. Guess what? People don't get married at 14 anymore. So, if somebody is 14 and somebody else is 30, that is abuse. One more time with feeling. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you should. But, God, do I love it. I love that it's happening. Like what, I the don't, witch hunt? Yes. I don't love Don't that, love the 14-year-olds and 30-year-olds. Don't love that these women were abused by this terrible man. Don't mm-hmm. love don't it. Don't love that. Don't love that female comedians were made to feel shamed and, you know, just disgusted and silenced by Louis C.K. and his manager, Dave Becky. Fuck you, Dave Becky. Fuck you, Dave Becky. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, I hope he hears that. Right. I hope he never signs either of us because we don't care because we hate him. He's like my hero's manager. So like I just need for her to leave him. Yeah. Same Z's. Wait, who's your hero? My Rudolph. My hero is Alana Glazer. Okay, cool. So they both need to say and bye. Amy Poehler and Abby Jacobson. Like I they would all need to not go. say Amy Poehler is my hero. But I'm saying but like he reps everybody. Yes, you know what I mean? And they should go. They should leave. Um, I had a point before we got into that. I don't know. Oh, my point was I'm really sorry for all the terrible things that have happened to all these women, but... I'm really. I love that people are believing this, you. I'm living for this witch I hunt. I love people believing you. I'm living for this witch hunt. I am living for these full moons and new moons Ugh. and us lighting candles and purging 
our society and our workplaces of this trash, of this trash. Let it be gone. Let it be lit up in flames. Let us be cleansed with this forest fire of mediocre old white men. Amen. We rolling. We rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Trying to catch my run. 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 Trying I'm loving and living for this beautiful story. What? About LeBron James riding the subway in New York City. Tell me about it. I there haven't heard about this. So many elements of this story that are noteworthy and glorious. Great. So apparently LeBron and the Cavs learned after they did a little like they're in New York playing the Knicks and after doing a little morning shoot around at Madison Square Garden this is in the Washington Post just so nobody thinks I'm plagiarizing uh they heard that it would be faster to take the subway than take their team bus to get back uptown where yeah. they were staying and so they were like all right let's go on this adventure so first of all I just want everyone to like have you seen a basketball player in real life up close. Up close. They're giants. Have you seen one? Yeah. Like a like a real real one? Yeah, like a six foot six, like muscly Holy black man. Shit. Yeah. Patrick Ewing used to come into a restaurant that I worked at and his uh his lady was would come with him and I'm telling you, she was over six feet. Like they looked like giants among normal sized people. Yeah. Like they were both just they were normal proportioned humans, uh-huh. but just bigger than the rest of us. Yep. Like you can't like for so I'm just imagining this team of guys, like eleven guys <laughs> coming down into the subway, ducking probably half the time, like having to duck through the things. This BFG remake. Oh my god. As this directed is... by Spike Jones. Ugh, yes, I'm living for it. So first of all, imagine that yeah then they get on the subway and lebron is like videoing everything Uh and like you know because you know it's it's 2017 he's the beyonce the rest of you are kelly and michelle that's fine like you you have to know that lebron is beyonce if you're on the calves (laughs) it's in your contract this guy this new yorker who's sitting next to him is just like can you not (laughs) in the video and then he like yes. moves away to another part of the uh, of the car, and then he like explained himself on Facebook, and his explanation is like the most New Yorker thing ever. It's like this guy's. I'm guess I'm gonna read this in the accent that I Im- envision it to Do be. It up. Uh, his name is James Michael Angelo. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. So this morning, I was on the train, and out of nowhere, a crowd of enormous basketball players got on the train and pretty much crushed me. The guy next to me kept elbowing me in the face. I nicely asked him to watch my head. He wasn't very apologetic. In fact, he was kind of a dick about it. Then he decided to put me in his movie. So if you'd like to know if LeBron James is a dick, well, this morning he actually, it says wheel, wheel, this morning he was. And I haven't had my coffee yet. Um... (gasps) 
I love this man. Oh my god, I love this. I love this man. I love this. And then he like, <laughs> don't talk to some media outlet. Living for this. The fact that some media outlet contacted this guy. No, he probably saw the Facebook. Oh I was my just god. Like, Yo, you want to talk? He was like, sure. And I'm then on my break. he said. He said it was first thing in the morning. I hadn't finished my latte, and I didn't like being filmed. Plus, it's not good lighting in the subway. Of course. <laughs> I love this guy. I love New York so much. I love this guy. I love New York. I'm I, homesick. Oh, God. To me, the story gets even better. Yes. What happens next? Um. So, LeBron was having, like, the most amazing time ever on the subway. Uh-huh. He was just having the time of his fucking life. He was life. living for it. It is the second time in his entire life that he has been on a subway system. What a sweet baby. The first time was in Philly. Really? So this is the first... subway system? Yes. This is the first time LeBron James had ever been on a New York City subway. Now, what a sweet... Like, put that in his baby book. Yeah, putting in his baby book. I started thinking about it. Like, for some reason, that fact just, like, hit me real hard. Because I thought to myself, wow, LeBron James was in high school. And then he was immediately an NBA star. Yeah. He didn't have an adulthood outside of Akron, Ohio. He wasn't snatched from, like, some college team. No, he grew up in Akron, Ohio, never traveled, ne- I mean, except for basketball, went places with basketball teams, but, like, he didn't have, like, a college experience or, like, a young adulthood. He went immediately from being a literal high school student to being a millionaire star athlete. That's what gotta be a crazy life. That's crazy. It's insane to me that he'd never been. I mean, like, how excited must he have been to be on the subway? Also, I mean, like, I was going to New York, like, at least once a week since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't ever on the subway until I was, like, in college or high school. Because I was being shuttled around by my dad. You know what I mean? Like, there are just so many ways to be in New York without being on the subway. But he was on the subway for the first time. I just think that's so also, beautiful. Oh my god! Every time I I would just be like, "Yeah, Dad, I was on the subway," because and he is horrified because the last time that he was on the subway was like the '80s when <laughs> it was very different, and he was commuting from like Bay Ridge to like this other weird part of town. He was like, "No, no, 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 no!" I'm like, "No, it's great. There's air conditioning. There's like these digital things that like tell you when your stop is coming." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." I just think it's adorable that LeBron it's James so rode the subway for the first time and then ran into this New Yorker. Just baby booked himself. Yeah, because he even he had an experience with like a feisty New Yorker who called him a dick, and it's it's just oh, the whole thing. Oh the God, have you seen that video of Jay Z and this like sweet old woman like riding the subway? She's like, "What are you on here for?" He's like, "I'm going to my show." She's like, "Oh, what show?" He's like, "I'm a musician." She's like, "Oh, really?" Like. What's your name? And he's like, Jay-Z. She's like, I've heard of you. I've heard of you. <laughs> it's so cute. Because no one in New York <sighs> fucking gives a shit about, like, fucking who you are. I know. And that's the same thing with this that's guy. That's the beauty he, of it. Because he, he, like, knew that they were a, a crowd of basketball players because they were just bigger than everybody else. But he didn't know who were LeBron. LeBron he's like, cool. You're LeBron fucking up my morning. I don't care about he's you. the most famous basketball player in the NBA right now. And he was just like. I haven't finished my latte yet. 
I'm like, oh my god. Both of these things are amazing. Oh god, I love New York. I love New York. I love LeBron. I also can't... The one thing that makes it hard to believe that it's the first time he's been on the subway, LeBron is a cheap motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They make a bit about it in Trainwreck. They do, and it's true. It's so funny. It's absolutely true. I Dude listens it. to Pandora with the commercials. I don't listen to Pandora with the commercials. I pay for Spotify, so I don't have to listen to commercials. LeBron James listens to the commercials. And to clarify, LeBron James is a millionaire. A, I mean, a multi-millionaire. Oh, LeBron. We're just thousandaires. What a quirky, quirky We're hundredaires. Um, I'm a thousandaire. I'm a thousandaire, too. Yeah, look at us. Hi. We got our shit together. We do. Wait, we're both thousandaires, and it's, wait, November, what? I know, it's early in the month. It's early in the month, and we're thousandaires? It's early in the month to be a thousandaire. Wow. We're, like, really... We're really ballin'. We're doing so good for ourselves. Someone got some residuals. It's me. Woo! Woo! Oh, I got a residual. Hey. You want to know how much that check was for? How much? Four sixty-four. dollars and sixty-four cents. Yes. Also, there's a bar in the valley called Residuals, and if you bring in like your pay stub and it's like less than a dollar, they will give you a free shot. No, I know. That's why this like four dollars sixty-four cent residual is bullshit. Because if it were less than a dollar, I could actually get something for it. Four dollars? I'm like, what is four dollars? I don't even know. Maybe this is why I have problems with my finances. Because <laughs> I'm like, what is four dollars? It's not even money. Um, Allie. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel like I love orange wine. Great, me too. How do you feel? Um, I feel like it's gotten warm in here since we've yeah. been in here. You know, it's kind of it's been kind of yeah. chilly and cool and. Almost fall like outside. I feel like it's been morose my, my lately. Just warm. like within our topics, and I've just been like drained, and then I sleep after an episode. Yeah. I'm like, I can go out. That's awesome because we're gonna go out. We're gonna go out. We're going to see live music, live which Ali loves. I do love it. Um, I've never heard of this band. I'm going anyway. Why? Because I love live music. I'm going because they're my friends. I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. She said why, and, and I told, told her that, that I didn't know. know. She's so cool. And I stick it through the, the window. window. Everything's better when she's around. around. Uh, can't wait till our parents go out of town. Fell in love with the girl at the rock show. show. Oh, we did it. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. Um, and, yeah, the band that we're going to see is not going to play that song. It's not. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Oh, God. Oh, I just quoted 10 Things I Hate About You. In my head, I really want to be um, the lead singer of a Blink-182 cover band. I think you should be that IRL. Okay. Let's make it happen. I feel like I would be a good lead singer of a band. I I'm agree. very good at screaming. You are a good screamer. You're very charismatic, and you know what? Oh, thanks, girl. You you've got a rock star style. Thanks. She wears a lot of leather. People. If you want to be a rock star too, all you gotta do is wear some high waisted, skinny black jeans and a striped shirt, and wear your leather jacket all the time. You're already a rock star. Why be in a band? Pro hack. Woo! Being in a band is swaggy as hell. And this pretty swaggy. I'm Erin. And I'm Allie. And, and we, we hate everything. everything. Rock band.